Hello and welcome to the Hoosie Podcast with me, Phil. In this series of special podcasts, we'll be talking about the Doctor's companions, assistants, mates or fam if you will. And each episode, I'll be talking to a very special guest about a companion of their choice and discuss topics such as the companion's impact on Doctor Who and why fans connected or perhaps did not connect with that particular member of the TARDIS crew. My guest on this episode is someone I've been I've long wanted on this uh, to appear on this podcast. Actually, it's one of the uh, one of the hosts of the Faros Project. It's Natalie Nichols. Welcome to the podcast, Natalie. Hi, I'm happy Hi. to be here. Good, 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 good. We had um, I had Mr. Paul on there the other week, actually. So um, oh yeah, what was he talking about? Harry Sullivan. Oh, so Harry um, Sullivan. yeah, yeah. So your um your your choice is very apt, actually. So um. You're here to talk about a companion, and you have selected Sarah Jane Smith. Yes. The- yes. Now, I'm quite I say I'm quite surprised that nobody's picked this one before. I was actually. surprised, too. Yeah. So, you, you, you struck lucky there. So, um, why Sarah Jane Smith? Well, you probably can't tell, but I'm American. and uh- Never. Never. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, so back when I was a kid in the 70s... Um, Doctor Who was on in America on PBS, and uh, the first Doctor I ever saw was, of course, the fourth Doctor, like most Americans, and um, (laughs) Sarah Jane Smith was the companion. So she was my first companion, and um, I just really love her, Uh, and the funny thing about her is, so I was about, I don't know, 12 or 13 or something when um, a friend of mine turned me on to Doctor Who, and... Mm -hmm. uh, you know, Sarah Jane is a very plucky journalist, etc. And then, you know, after a few years of watching, you know, you get to be a little older teenager and you actually can, like, go places and do things. So you're not maybe watching as much television after school yeah, or whatever. Yeah. And, you know, at a certain point in my life, I sort of, like, forgot about Doctor Who or wasn't really all that plugged into it. I mean, I remember actually when they ran out of Fourth Doctor episodes and one afternoon I turned in, tuned in, <laughs> and there was some other guy playing the doctor and I was like what is this you know I was like that's not the doctor and you know so that was kind of the end of it for me I mean this was after Sarah had left of course but um yeah so fast forward like a number of years and I was in college and I started out in computer science which was a big mistake because I can't do math and uh so over the summer between my freshman year and my sophomore year which college meaning university um Mm -hmm. I was, like, trying to pick another major. And my parents were like, I'm like, well, you know, how about English? And they're like, no, you can't get a job doing that. And I was like, okay. So I'm looking through the book of all the choices, and then there was journalism. And I was like, oh, how about journalism? And, you know, at that time, you could get a job being a journalist um, Mm -hmm. and whatnot. So that's what I chose. And I never thought about it at the time. But later, many years later, I think, actually, when I saw her again um, during the new series... I went, oh, I wonder if like kind of subconsciously or something like that, you know, I thought uh, about journalism as being a cool thing to do because Sarah Jane Smith was a journalist and she was really cool, you know, but it never really put it together until a long time later. But so I wouldn't say she was actually an inspiration, but like she's just kind of a hero of mine. And I also think, you know, so for me personally, that's why I think for the Hooniverse, um, she is arguably the most significant companion for a number of reasons, mainly because she has endured so much, I think. And I mean, obviously she's often tops the polls of the favorite companions and whatnot. And I believe she herself had said at times that, I mean, Elizabeth Sladen, not Sarah Jane Smith, um, had said, well, you know, she was with the popular doctor, so that's why. But, you know, I think uh, in... She did a lot of, I mean, if you look at somebody like Liz Shaw, for example, with the third doctor, she was a scientist and she was pretty tough and all that, you know, and smart. Yeah, she was, yeah. And Joe Grant was very plucky, 
But I think with Sarah, you kind of got all of that in one package. Like Sarah, especially, and I went back and watched all of her Third Doctor episodes because I hadn't seen them more than once, and it's been a while since I watched them. Oh, okay. And I was yeah. really struck by how, in the beginning, she's just so like, oh, you can't do that, you know? And like, she's just <laughs> like, you know, these aliens are like capturing them or whatever. She's like, you see here, you must let us go now. And the doctor's like, no, 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 you know? And so she's just really kind of like, you know, take charge in this way. But, you know, so there's that, uh, that she's very appealing, I think, and she is popular. But also the fact that she, I mean, they do the, they try to do the spinoff with her, like Canine and Company thing. But then when she, so she endures, like she comes back in school reunion and she gives you a picture of the life of the companion, not only that their lives go on, but also being, you know, what happens after the doctor leaves or leaves you or you yeah. leave the doctor. And I think that helped open up things a bit. I think that those things are kind of RTD, I think, threads that stuff through with Rose and whatnot. But when Rose meets Sarah, it really kind of hits her it, that this is real, that she's not the only one, you know. And um, hmm. so I think that that gives you a depth with the companion that... Um, you know, that, I don't know, makes it a little bit more real. And it's funny because it's a science fiction show, but, you know, it gives you a real emotional sense of what would you do after that amazing kind of experience and how would you go on with your life? And we've seen since then, you know, I mean, how uh, we've seen many times a companion will meet the doctor again. That happens a lot more yeah. often now. Um, and different companions have different ways of dealing with that life after the doctor. But uh, with Sarah, I think it's a little new. And when we first have that episode, School Reunion, you kind of see that in many ways she's the same, but she never stops wishing to see him again. You know? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Now, do you think, um, obviously, in that story, they sort of probably more than hinted at that Sarah Jane was actually in love with the Doctor. There was no, there was no one else who could sort of match up to him. It sounds a bit cliched, really. But um, what, what did you ever sort of think that when... Sarah Jane was with the fourth doctor when she went, you know, when they parted company. I actually, I, I, I personally didn't see it myself. No, I mean, I think, think I'm really glad you brought that up because I think one of the things I really liked about um, their relationship and especially at the young age I was at was that they were a man and a woman who were mates, you know, mm, I mean, yeah. and you know, she and the doctor. No, I mean, I think actually with the third doctor, I don't think it's romantic, but he's a little bit more like touchy with her and stuff, but it seems like it's more like, almost like a father-daughter thing. Like he, yeah. you know, I can't remember the episode, but there's a point where he touches her mm -hmm. face or something. Oh, he's about to go do something that he might die doing. And he's like, you know, if I don't come back, you know, you have to go in the TARDIS and, and leave or something. And yeah. and it's very tender, but it's not romantic. I mean, I actually felt like he was more in love with Joe Grant, but that's a different story. Um, but, you know, I, I think that... So I think when wrote when uh, the new Doctor comes, uh, Eccleston and Rose, and that sort of romantic dynamic starts, I was a little bit like, what? The Doctor doesn't fall in love with his companions? This is weird, you know? And, like, why can't they just run around and be friends and stuff? And so, yeah, no, I never got that vibe. And I also dispute the idea that she felt romantically in love with him. I even when she comes back, she says all that stuff about he's the only man, you know, no one could ever hold a candle to him. But I'm not hmm. sure it's romantic. I think maybe in our society, it's hard to um, classify that kind of a relationship. It was, you know, I mean, they're mates, they're friends, but they're partners in a way that isn't romantic. Yeah. But they have to depend on each other. And she saved his life. He saved her life. It was very intense, you know, so I think it wasn't necessarily like love romance. I think there's a lots of different kinds of love. I do think she loved him, but I, and I know RTD had his thing about that, you know, I don't know what, he's like this hopeless <laughs> romantic or something. Maybe he couldn't exactly get his mind around that feeling, that love. But in my mind, Sarah... People are asking her, you know, oh, was there ever a man in your life? So she's answering that question, but in her mind, she's thinking about it in a different way. She's not thinking about yeah. it like, oh, I, you know, 
wanted to marry him or be with him in a, in a love way. It's just like, well, they're asking, oh, well, was there ever a special guy? And she's like, well, yeah. But she can't sit there and go, yeah, I mean, some, you know, there's certain relationship situations where she can't be like, yeah, he was this alien and we flew around this blue box. I mean, she just sort of gives the Cliff Notes version, as it were, you know. Yeah, it's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so do you think, um, what, what do you think of her relationship with, with Pertwee's Doctor then? Because obviously when it thinks of like the... The, sort of the classic pair of the fourth, the fourth Doctor and, and Sarah Jane, mm-hmm. um, and I think a lot of people tend to skip over the Third Doctor and, and Sarah Jane because it's more to do with Joe Grant and the Third Doctor, yeah. and the brig- or, or the Brigadier and the, and the Third Doctor really. So <clears throat> when she's sort of first arrived in the Time Warrior, and as she as you say, she didn't take any take any shit off anyone really, did she? No. I mean, you know, she she was thinking things through all the time, and she was a bit of a. I was going to say, even like an antagonist of the Doctor to, to begin with, wasn't she? She thought he was... She thought he was a sexist the, pig. The, the person to blame. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. Like, you yeah. I'm not getting you coffee. What? You know, or whatever. Because <laughs> he's just sort of like, whatever, little girl, you know. And she's like, oh, no, you're going to tell me what... Oh, I'm going to find out what's happening, you know. And he, he kind of just can't shake her off. like, And also, she just... They keep bumping into each... You know, like... Yeah, I don't know. I think that... I really think that with him, it's like you said, it's this sort of, what are you, what are you? And the, and they they have this kind of bump up against each other thing. And then she kind of, I don't remember exactly when, maybe in the in Through the Time Warrior, which is actually really good, the Time Warrior. Like, I really it is a love good story. that. Yeah. And I was yeah. I remember sitting there watching it going, this is fucking great, you know? Like, sometimes <laughs> with those old episodes, you kind of can't, do more than one or two of them, you know, at a time. Like, it's hard for me to see yeah. I mean, uh, installments of the episode. It takes me a little while to get through, like, a whole story. But that one, I was like, let's find out what happens next, you know? And, um, <laughs> but I think in the, it's sort of like, and I think part of it for him, it, I don't know exactly what's going on in the Doctor's mind. I was mo- trying to focus on her more, because that's what we're talking about. Um, yeah. but I think for her, she's just kind of like, he's this annoying weirdo and like, he's, you know, <laughs> trying to, and he's, and he's just trying to get in her way. I mean, she, it seems like she feels like he's trying to prevent her from getting the story and she's just so tenacious about getting the story, but yeah, and she's suspicious of him too. Like she thinks that he is causing the, you know, she gets into the time travel that she travels back to the medieval castle thing and she's all like thinks it's a you know set up or like what is she thinks it's like a cosplay thing i that's not exactly what she Uh, says uh, yeah uh uh, rag week yeah yeah and yeah that's it yeah Yeah. and so she's just you know and then after she she just of course i mean like anyone i think one of the things is like she kind of has the reaction that any semi-intelligent person would have which would be like this what the fuck is happening? You know, like, like you, you're not, your first not going to, the thought is not going to be like, oh, I've just traveled back in time. You know what I mean? You're just not going to no, think No, first that. reaction is, it's a practical joke. Yeah. That's a first reaction. Yeah. yeah you're just, and yeah. just like, all right, stop winding me up. And she thinks, then she thinks that he's actually kind of villainous, you know, uh, for a minute, you know, and then she kind of sorts it all out in her head pretty quick. And then I think she's, I think her journalistic curiosity or her, just her natural curiosity, like she wants to know more and she wants to do more. Mm. And, you know, I mean, also she's kind of funny because she's very, um, good natured, you know, like after she kind of gets, she's very like, Oh no, no. But then she's sort of like, Oh, well, all right. And then they go off, you know, I mean, <laughs> yeah, which is yeah. partly a function of the old series where everything is just sort of like, oh, the master just killed my father and like uh, impersonated him for this entire series. No problem. You know, kind of stuff. <laughs> different character. But well, you know. it, it's, it's actually quite um, weird, actually, because obviously Liz Sladen wasn't the the original actress cast in the part. I'm not even sure if it was. The character was even called Sarah Jane Smith at that point, but there was another actress yeah. cast, yeah. April Walker, which um, apparently Tom, um, not Tom Baker, uh, John Pertwee didn't take to because she was just as tall or, or taller than he was. I read that and I was like, really? Yeah, I know. <laughs> but then I was also like, well, good, you know. Yeah, I know, I know. So, um, so yeah, so so we got Liz Sladen. Apparently, um, John Pertwee after. Um, he saw the or like the. I think she auditioned with Stephen Thorne, uh, the original Omega and oh, the okay. the demon from yeah. Um, 
he played loads of other characters as well. But um, apparently after afterwards, um, John Pertwee stood behind and just gave a double thumbs up to Barry Letts to say, yep, she's the one. So, because he was um, no fool. Yeah, exactly. He was no fool. Um, but then again, I think he, he liked uh, someone who's a little smaller than him yeah. as well. He, uh, yeah. Um, that, have, you, have you read Liz Sladen's autobiography? I haven't. I actually don't know very much about her, despite how much I absolutely adore her. Yeah. Now it's it's something that that happened. Um, she didn't particularly like um, when when she first got cast in the role. When they used to do um, sort of like the, the um, not the auditions, the rehearsals. Oh, sorry. Yeah. yeah. They used to have sort of or, or, or they'd start filming or whatever. They used to do like a little sort of like group hug. Okay. Um, which which Liz Sladen didn't like. Oh really? At all. She thought she, she thought that's. She's very much her own person, Liz Slade, and she really was. She was sort of like, well, no, that's your thing. Um, I don't want this. It's not me. I don't want to be part of this, really. And it was all... That had to be John a Katie Pertie Manning like, thing, man. She hugs everybody. Exactly. Yeah. I know. It wasn't Liz Sladen's thing. So it was, it was quite interesting to see how she... Um, she appeared to have a little bit of a fractious relationship with John Pertwee. Because huh. um, I think John Pertwee could be a bit... A bit strange. If you didn't um, sort of keep in touch with him, he took that as a, a personal slight. And I think Liz Sladen's attitude was, well, you didn't bother to keep in touch with me either. Oh God. <laughs> you know, it go, it goes both ways here, you know. So, yeah, he could be a little bit standoffish, John Pertwee. Huh. So, huh. but she said she was, um, I, mean, I think she absolutely adored Tom Baker. And I think it, it the feeling was mutual mm-hmm. there. It really was. Um, and I know when she... They, she came out to do the Five Doctors, which Tom Baker declined to take part mm-hmm. in. They did that photo call with uh, Tom Baker's Mammoth Two Swords oh, waxwork yeah. figure. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> apparently, John Pertwee was quite rude um, about the Tom Baker thing, which Liz Sladen didn't like at all. Oh wow! So she was de- so, so yeah, she was still defending to, uh, Tom Baker, Uh-oh. even when he, even when he wasn't there. Even when so. he wasn't there, <laughs> she was defending his yeah. facsimile. Exactly, which I thought was kind of sweet, really. But. I love that, actually, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, it's interesting, because I don't know, on screen with the third Doctor, it seems like she and he have a good rapport, and mm. she's always very concerned about him, because he's always doing stupid shit, the Doctor, <laughs> man. I mean, it's like, anyway, uh, and she saves <laughs> his ass, like, a lot, you know? Like, you know that's kind of one of the things that Companion does, is save the doctor or whatever but you know yeah he he's always just kind of i don't know doing dangerous things and but i mean with uh, i guess I, i'm surprised that 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 was a little bit fractious because it doesn't feel like that on screen she has a different relationship with no. three than she does with four um but i hadn't thought of it as the act the actor relationship i guess so that's interesting to know no, I think you're you're right. Sort of the, the third Doctor and and I think third Doctor anybody really. It was the Doctor and his companion. And I think with with Tom Baker, it was the Doctor and his as you say, his his mate, his friend. Yeah, yeah. Especially with, especially with Sarah Jane, it was that the dynamic was completely different. Because he says at least once or something in one of the episodes, something like, "Have you met Sarah Jane? She's my best friend." Like he he calls yeah. her that a lot, and or you know more than once maybe, and um. Yeah, I do feel like I don't know how. What were the age difference like? Is Baker younger than Pertwee? Yes, I think Tom Baker was. was in his forties, like early forties. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I will say. I yeah, want to so- say something though about watching the third Doctor episodes with um Sarah. So, <laughs> last time I watched him was maybe ten years ago or something when I was on this like crusade yeah. to watch all the old Who that I could watch because I'd only watched you know like that stretch of Tom Baker. And, um, so I was like, oh yeah, you know, third doctor, he's this old guy and his, you know, velvet and ruffles. And this time I'm like, man, John Pertwee, he's really hot. And I'm like, fuck, I'm old. (laughs) 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 Oh my God, Jesus. Do you know, I I, I spoke to a lot of women who get creeped out by John Pertwee. They don't like him at all. I think if he's just too overbearing or something, or, or it's the costume or the, I've got no idea. But I really like him a lot, actually. Yeah. And I love the ruffles <laughs> in the velvet. That's my thing, you know? So, I mean, he has so many variations <laughs> on the fucking ruffly velvet stuff. 
it's great. Yeah. And the hair. And, you know, and the whole thing is just, I don't know, and the, and the way he talks with that sort of boy, low kind of reassuring voice. I don't know. <laughs> it, I just was like, I was laughing about it with somebody. Oh, I think I was telling my friend Jen, and she was like, oh, yeah, he's totally hot. And I was like, okay, it's not just me. But... <laughs> And then I'm watching Tom Baker, like, running around the sand dunes uh, in uh, Terror of the Zygons or whatever, and, like, just going, God, he's so athletic. And I'm like, well, yeah, he's, like, you know, really young, you know, like, technically speaking, so he can still... But I was amazed by how he could scramble, I guess, I don't don't know, the dunes or the moor or whatever the fuck it is, and he doesn't trip over (laughs) the scarf. Like, how does he do that, you know? I couldn't do it, put it that way, I'll be... Flatten my face off the time, I think. It's like, but, I guess he yeah. was just used to it or something. He probably had a way of like poofing it out while he was running. I don't know. But anyway, okay, this is not about the fourth <laughs> doctor. But, um, not about the fourth doctor's scarf, but, no, exactly. But Sarah, I think, is like, she's so much her own person. She isn't that much age difference, I don't think, from uh, Joe. But, you know, Joe is sort of this less formed kind of like, you know, I'm doing this for college credit kind of thing or whatever. And Sarah's like already got this career and she's doing her thing. And she's very kind of like, she is this sort of like, you know, stereotype of of an investigative journalist. And Mm. you're also kind of like, how does she find out about this shit? There wasn't even any internet back then. You know, like, like she's investigating think tank or whatever and all that. And, um, but. Well, I, I was going to yeah. say, did you, I mean, what they didn't really sort of plap the journalistic angle too much, did they? They didn't in like the time war. They yeah. really didn't pick up again until Robot. Right. Tom Baker's, you said oh, well, that's we should right. investigate the think tank. So, but after that, and in between those two stories, there wasn't hell of a lot of journalism going on was there no really? although she's in yeah you're right because like isn't it in terror of the zygons where she's like all this shit's going on and she's sitting there at some typewriter in the pub like type typing away on the like she's telling the story you <laughs> know you're so, like, yeah. well nothing else to do i guess i'll get a dispatch in you know and you're like how are you even gonna <laughs> where are you gonna send this you know um but yeah so it is kind of in the background but i guess you know they're running around alien planets like do it well actually with the third doctor they are not because I don't know. I'm confused now because he's still kind of technically grounded, right? But they do end up going off. Yeah, because you have um, what is it? The um, monster of Peladon, yeah. Death to the Daleks. Yeah. Huh. Then you get invasion of the dinosaurs, which I go set on Earth. But she, again, she doesn't really do any. She doesn't do any journalistic. She's busy running away from the dinosaurs. Yeah, stuff. I'm, yeah, not, exactly. I'm not a big yeah. fan of Invasion of the Dinosaurs, and I thought it was fucking... The six episode ones are just like, oh, God, too much. Uh, do you know what? I, I really love Invasion of the oh, Dinosaurs. Oh, sorry. But it, it, well, no, no, please, it's it's a great story that um, everyone just focusing on the really bad dinosaur puppets, um, but there's more to it than, than that, That's true, actually. And, yeah. Yeah, and, and I, I what I do like about it is the fact that the bad guys, they're doing it I suppose you could say for the right reasons. Oh, well, they're trying to the, the, like, you know, fix everything or whatever, like push the restart. Button. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because they f- so the planet's bollocked up. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I mean, I think that's one of the interesting things too. rewatching third doctor episodes was there's a lot of kind of social and environmental commentary and stuff. I mean, you, that continues with Tom Baker. He makes some crack mm. about the oil rigs in the Zygon one, you know, but there's a lot of sort of, awareness i guess in those stories of like various kinds of things but particularly with three i think there's a lot of sort of you know reflection maybe in the in different ways on the state of the world Mm -hmm. what how it could be better what's wrong with it etc you know i mean even if it's not our world like peladon isn't you know sort of there's that struggle to you know um I mean, some of it is keeping everything the way it's supposed to be, and and the person's keeping their, you know, the their, the people in power want to keep their power, and they use the monster, and all, you know, just all the different, um, it's like a hierarchical thing, or power structure stuff is really just explored in different ways, I think, in those episodes. Yeah. And it's not really yeah, preachy, per se, but it's, there's a message to it, you know, I guess. Yeah, that's right, there is, there is, yeah, I think, I think which is sort of, Sort of kind of comes back into Doctor Who now, but I think obviously where we get to Sarah Jane, the Fourth Doctor, and Harry Sullivan, we're getting to more sort of, I suppose, I mean, to my mind that that's the that's the golden years of Doctor yeah. Who. That's the golden. That's the 
that's the TARDIS crew for me, the Doctor, Her- uh, Sarah and Harry. Yeah, I love it. It really yeah. is. Yeah. Um, and of course, everyone says the Hinchcliffe era is, is the, the golden era because you've got like, the, it's more the gothic horror aspect sort of comes into play a bit more. Um, so, I mean, how, how do you think of like the Sarah Jane and Harry's relationship? Because I think it's, I think it's great. So I've discussed it with, with Paul when he, when we talk about Harry Sullivan, um, the same kind of thing, you know, because he's very sort of um, old fashioned, that bulldog Drummond. He's such a fucking square, you know, and I know. <laughs> although he's a good, he's a good guy. And like, but yeah, he calls her old thing, which just makes her fucking crazy. You know, and um, and stuff, and and she's like, I don't know, she doesn't like that. And actually, I was just when I was watching Robot, um, that scene where the Doctor wakes, where he wakes up and he's trying to get into the TARDIS, and he's like, comes into the room, the his lab or whatever, and he's got like the dressing, the night shirt on with three's velvet coat over it, and he's like, yeah, um. You know, you've got the stuff, and he gets the tortoise key, and, and Harry comes in, and he's like, oh, we have to go back to bed, you know, blah, 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 and it ends up, that scene ends up with the doctor and Harry jumping rope, you know, right? <laughs> like, the doctor's like, how can I prove my point? And he's running around the lab, and he finds, I don't know why the fuck there's a jump rope, but why not, you know? I mean, there's those bricks that are just sitting there that he, like, chops in half or whatever, and so then he's like, and he just, he's got, and the doctor's like, I, or uh, Harry's like, I have to warn you, there's a risk of infarction or whatever, you know, and the doctor just starts jumping, and Harry just starts jumping with him, you know, and he's like, (laughs) you know, will I die? Yes, my darling, bye and bye, and all this, and you're just like, this is insane, you know, but it's so good, and I'm I'm also like, take that, Matt Smith, you know, (laughs) but I mean, and so, and I, so I think that actually kind of proves, that little scene proves that Harry is game. Like, he seems really kind of uptight and stuff in a way, but he's also yeah. like, he'll go with it. All right, you want me to jump rope with you? No problem. I can do that. And they're, you know, they're fully clothed in coats and whatnot. And they're just like, doo, 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 doo. <laughs> and then, you know, they come in and there he is tied up in the fucking cabinet. And Sarah goes over and knocks on the door and or makes him, you know, the doctor's like. And so I think that that's the, the little dynamic there with the three of them kind of in that scene you know is established it's like you know yeah. harry's the the sort of rule guy and but then he's also like okay any you know so i think that sarah and harry have a good i like their dynamic i think they she is annoyed with him at times and he hmm. seems a little bit more like he doesn't get he doesn't really get he's very placid in emotionally he doesn't seem to get very upset I can't remember. No, he doesn't, does yeah. he? No. And um, I also like, I've also rewatched a few bits of the Sarah Jane Adventures just to jog my mind because it's been a while since I watched it. And um, there's the the two-parter with Joe, which is towards the end of this the series, um, yeah. where at after Joe and um, Santiago, you know, go running <laughs> off, you know, leave at the end of the story... Um, Sarah kind of download, you know, the two, the two kids are like, you know, I think it's Clyde and Ronnie are like, you know, oh, you know, there must be other companions out there. And she kind of says, oh yeah, I've, you know, looked some of them up or something like that. And she mentions Harry, yeah. who we know, Ian Martyr died a long time ago, you know what I mean? But, and she sort of says his, about, speaks about him in the past tense, unlike she mentions Ian and Barbara and I think Polly and she talks about them in the present tense. She doesn't say that Harry's dead, and I like to think he's not. Like, I like to think that she's not. Um, yeah. But, you know, she talks about how wonderful he was and all that. So you get the feel. No, that's another sort of little bit of closure or something like that, where you, in just in those few little lines, you get the sense that she always liked him. And there is a picture of him also in the attic, in her attic, on, on one of the rafters. That's right, yeah. Along with, like, several pictures of the Brigadier. And you're like, hmm, maybe when she was talking about the man, she meant the Brigadier. <laughs> but anyway. Well, say, yeah, anyway, anyway. So, I know, I thought that so was obviously good, yeah. we, Well, say, we, we, we get down to sort of, like, just the Doctor and, and, and Sarah, mm-hmm. um... And I, th- I, th- I think the first story was then just them to go was Pyramids of Mars. Oh, Pyramids think, of Mars, which I, which I think is brilliant. Um, but you sort of like see Sarah's a bit of a crack shot as well. Oh, I'm so glad you said that because that's on my list. <laughs> it's like 
here's my my list is of adjectives is like a great shot in that fucking Victorian dress, you know. And the doctor's like, "What is what's the stuff called? Gel ignite or something, right?" She has. Yes, to, right. Yeah. She has to like. He just tans her. There's the rifle. It's like the guy, the groundskeeper's rifle or something. I can't remember anymore. But it's like, yeah. And she yeah. just like gets down and like. Boom! Does it? And of course, you know, if Sutek or whatever hadn't stopped the explosion, it, you know, it was a fucking dead shot. You know, and you're like, exactly, yeah. I need to know more about this woman. You know, like, how did she learn <laughs> how to do that? Like, I mean, great, so great. Oh, she was great. Yeah. It was fantastic, actually. But yeah, I, d- I just think she's. I mean, there's something quite to me. There's something sort of quite comforting of watching the Doctor and Sarah. On in on yeah. telly, and I, I can quite happily sit there and just, as you say, you you find a bit of a sometimes a bit of a slog to sit through in one sitting. Mm-hmm. But I I just love sitting there, just watching all that that particular era yeah. all the way through. I I love it. I think it's great. I really do think it's great. I do too. You know. I mean, she dri- she drives cool cars. You know, she's yeah. She she goes up against Davros, and I mean, she's there also in all these like pivotal kind of moments, like. You know, in uh, Genesis of the Daleks, well, Harry's there too, and um, mm-hmm. I didn't rewatch Revenge of the Cybermen. I'm not a big fan of the Cybermen, um, and <laughs> not, not that particular story. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, that so. one's not so good. <laughs> and then even like you know, she. I mean, it's also just again like the threading it to the into the future, like when she and Joe Grant meet, and Joe's t- saying, "Oh, well, he took me to this place called Peladon." And Sarah's like, I went there, you know, and so it's just like yeah. they have all these little bits of the threads of what um, the doctor does and what companions do with a doctor is like sort of all encapsulated in Sarah. And, you know, and actually one of the things about the Sarah Jane adventures also is that I watched the first, the I guess it was the Christmas special that they that kicked it off. And um, yeah, <coughs> pardon me. She's act. She's so like the doctor. She's like the doctor. She's, you know, everybody's like, hi. And she's sort of mysteriously rushing around, and she's got this like fucking purple velvet coat on, you know, and these, and, yeah. and you know, and the, and the guy, the uh, Maria and her father are like, hi, we just moved in. And she's like, yeah, whatever, gotta go, you know, and like, <laughs> and then she's kind of keep trying to keep them away from, you know, she's like, this is too dangerous for you, and then they get up in the attic, and she's like, well, I guess you've seen too much, and then she just goes blah and like blurts it all out, you know, all out, and, yeah, that's it, and it's just so. And she's running, and of course she has the sonic lipstick and all, and the alien detector and whatnot, and and it's just so kind of awesome. That never really struck me before. I maybe I just forgotten that I thought it, but you know, she gets well, to I, him. well. I've, I've always, yeah. I mean, I've I've always said actually because people always said you know um, when Jodie Whittaker was cast as the, as the Doctor, you know, we've got our first female Doctor. And I said, well, no. We had that in the Sarah yeah. Jane Adventures. That was that was our first female doctor right there. It's so good. Yeah, she, yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I will always stand by that statement, R- rightly or wrongly. I'll always stand by that because she was technically the doctor for. Well, I, I suppose really you could say for another, for another generation of children. Mm-hmm. Really, I mean, I mean, there was a lot. I mean, I say children watched the Sarah Jane Adventures. I used to recall it. And watch it when I got home from work. Oh yeah, I and both it. me and my wife used. To, my wife loved it as well. Yeah. We absolutely adored the program, um, and it was just so great to see like Liz Sladen back on the telly again, being Sarah Jane. And for me, it's a nostalgic yeah. thing, certainly as, as I'm sure it is for a lot of people out there. But but I thought the stories were so good as yes, well, yeah. and and she was surrounded by some really really good um, actors as mm-hmm. well. Uh, I know they were playing a lot. They're a lot older than the parts they were yeah. playing, but um, you know, child actors or, or teenage actors can get a little bit annoying sometimes. Um, if, if you've watched Kane and Company, for argument's sake, um, the I can't remember the character's name actually. There's there's like a, a teenage character in that who seems to be obsessed with soil samples for some reason. You're um, obsessed with this character because I heard you talking about this on one of the other companion podcasts. I think it was the Canine one. It was the K9 one, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> we, we've only recently done kind um, of we did it as a, we did a commentary on it for the uh, podcast, okay. and and I I took an instant dislike to this this teenage boy character who was just so annoying all the, all throughout the whole episode. So You're just um, jealous because you memory. got to hang out with Sarah Jane. Oh, no, and K9, and K-9. come on. <laughs> <laughs> 
But but the thing was, she was um, Liz Slater was also asked to come back um, for Logopolis. Oh, as well. okay, I didn't know that. Um, yeah, which she turned down. John, I think John Nathan Turner um, was constantly trying to get previous. Com- I think he wanted to try to get other previous companions to come back, um, and he wanted. Um, I think it was Liz Slade. Oh, Liz Sladen, I think he wanted Louise Jameson back at one point as mm-hmm. well. Um, but he he certainly wanted Liz Sladen to come back to see the fourth Doctor off kind of thing, because everyone remembers the fourth Doctor and Sarah yeah, yeah. more than any other companion. So um, unfortunately, she, she turned it down. Huh. Do you know why? Uh, which, I, 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 it's, it's in her autobiography. It's been a while since I've read it, so I can't remember the, the actual reason why she um, why she turned it down. But of course, she come back for the the five doctors and uh, and Canine yeah. and company um, as well. But um, yeah, it, it wasn't from want of trying on J and T's part. He, he he certainly wanted. I think he loved the character um, of uh, Sarah mm-hmm. Jane, um, and I think the thing of the the thing about this, the Canine and company. Um, it was it was a big success in the UK. Oh really? Um, yeah, it was. I think everyone said, "Oh, it didn't get picked up." It was a pilot, didn't get picked up because nobody watched it. No, it got really, really good viewing figures. Huh. And the only reason it didn't get picked up because there was a change of BBC controller oh. who just said, "Do just rent?" No, I don't want that. And that was it. It was, it was just killed off. Well, so, that was stupid. I know. What a muppet! Well, what a muppet! So, well, um, actually, I was also thinking that you know she's probably the companion that is with the most doctors like okay river song blah 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 but we don't see her with that many you know what i mean no like on screen she's we see her with three four ten and eleven do we see her with anyone else yes that's right um because in those like in the five well i suppose you could say the five doctors she she was with two because i couldn't remember if she actually interacted with them or not or if she's just in the show like right 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 at the very end that they all meet at the tomb of Rassilon, oh, right yeah, at the very yeah, end yeah, of the yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. So she's kind of got that going for her too, but that's surprising about um, Canine and Company. I don't remember that very well, but I did watch it, and um, but so I guess RTD, you know, kind of. I actually was thinking about it when I was watching the Sarah Jane Adventures last night. I was like, well, he did some kind of kids show early on, right? Like in his career, and it, and. Hmm. I was thinking, like, maybe this was kind of... I mean, also, he was obviously trying to expand the Hooniverse as much as possible, but it kind of gave him... A, he got to bring Sarah Jane back, but also he got to do a kid's show again or something. You know, I don't don't know very much about, like, why he wanted to do it or something other than Sarah Jane is awesome. But, you know, like, (laughs) I do think it worked really well, and I also think that she was... Like, it was an enjoyable show, and the stories were great. And the other thing is that then she does become kind of an inspiration... There's like the second or third episode where she like scrambles over this fucking wall, and I'm like, man, I hope I can climb over a wall like that when I'm sixty, <laughs> you know, or whatever. And you know, you kind of get the sense of like her. She seems very sturdy, but you know, you, she is older, and you know, there's that kind of old lady fragility or something. I mean, Sarah also I think is interesting because she's always sort of mostly tough and stuff, but then she had these sort of like intermittently fragile moments you know like where she just sort of dissolve into screams or something like that but i think that is all pretty you know normal i mean like well yeah we think you think that's not the um um the brain of morbius yeah now she she's a character's blind for a a certain right part of the story and i think her i think liz sladen's acting in that is really good she really sells the part she's lost her sight really well um but of course, that bit—the first thing she sees when she gets a sight back—is the headless body of of the Morbius monster. I know it's like what, yeah, you know? and she's like, but it's it's her reaction's fantastic. It really is, but it's not it's not overplayed. She doesn't scream. It's sort of like almost like gasping for yeah. breath. The shock. She has that kind of thing. She's so good at that sort of like quivering, like like barely contained terror you know but it's like it always seems like her rational mind is always struggling to keep a grip even in the moments of you know what anybody faced with anything like that would be terrified but even if she's shaken and she had that quivery lip thing and all like 
she's she keeps a control on some level like she does not go mad you know and i mean i don't think that's yeah. that's a huge accomplishment you know i mean i think like <laughs> you, you it's if you try to think about it in a real way like what how would you deal like if you saw something like that or whatever and also just being suddenly suddenly becoming blind you know i mean it, like I know in the old ser- stories, like we've said, you know, they don't really dwell that much on the emotional impact of the things that they go no, through. No, But I think she did a good job in the moment in those kinds of times of of it conveying how it would feel to go through it or something like that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I think it's really good. I think obviously the, sort of a final story um, on Doctor Who, the, the Hand yeah. of Fear, we get we get to see. Evil Sarah, possessed Sarah, don't we? Yeah, Eldrad. I mean, I mean, I mean, it, it takes a certain, um, uh, I'll say, degree of acting skill to, to be menacing in what was we called over the Andy Pandy outfit. Oh God, I know. Yeah. I mean, isn't it, isn't it funny how? First of all, why did they make a pop of her in that fucking outfit? Number one, <laughs> and number two, because she's so like she's so fashionable in like you know of the times. Especially in, with the third doctor, yeah. she's always got these smart little outfits on, you know, and little hats and whatnot. And, you know, even when she first meets uh, Four, you know, but then she just, dev- I guess it's like, I guess it's easy to move in it or something, you know, but it's just like, what was that? But you're right. Like, she does get to be evil in a, in a, in a clown suit, basically. Exactly. Exactly. But of course, I mean, everyone says that, 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 um, that parting of the Sarah Jane, of Sarah Jane and the Fourth Doctor is probably one of the, the best sort of companion departures um, because I think, again, they both underplay yeah. it to a certain degree. Um, but I think it's very, very touching at the same time. Yeah. I just watched that last night and um, yeah. Cause she's just obviously like, she's fucking freezing and they get back in the TARDIS and she's just like, God, you know, she's kind of like at the end of her rope, you know, and he, and yeah. she, it's almost like she just wants the doctor to go, I'm sorry you went through that. Like, she just wants him to be human for a minute, which he's not going to be human because he's not human, you know. But no, it's no, like she just no. wants him to sort of acknowledge that it's hard for her sometimes, you know. And yeah. even though, again, it's sort of like, it's not this huge angsty thing, but she's like, he's like fucking around in the secondary control room console or whatever. And he's like, oh, hand me this, hand me that, you know. And she's handing him the stuff <laughs> and... She's just going on about, you know, well, it's easy for you. You're not human and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, it's like, well, I just want to be warm. And, and, um, and she's like, I'm going to go and all. And, and it's just like, she just wants him to, to say something, you know, or something. Cause she doesn't really mean yeah. it. She's not really going to go. But then, you know, while she's out off wherever the fuck getting her, you know, stuffed owl and her plant. <laughs> I was going to say, where did that stuffed owl she's come like, I'm from? Getting, getting my goodies and I'm going to go. And I'm like, what the fuck? You know, and, and like he's just gets the call from the Time Lords and he's like, I'll take Sarah, you know, and um, and then she comes back and she's like, all right, I'm ready to go. And he's like, how did you know? Like, he's totally not paying attention at all. You know, to like her, he's like, I don't know Typical why she doctor. has to go on yeah. like that or something like that. And then <laughs> she, you know, whatever. And, and you're right. And he's, she's like, don't forget me. And he's like, oh, don't forget me. And then she sa- says something like travel really does broaden the mind or something like that. And then she leaves. Yeah. And yeah. she's like, this isn't created, you know. And then she, and there's that <laughs> dog sitting there, you know, and she's like, oh, what does she say? She he messed it up or something. He, she says, some, I don't remember exactly. He, it was so like he messed it he up. It, or something he got it like wrong that. Yeah. or something like that. And the dog's like, whatever. Yeah. And it walks away. <laughs> and then she just walks and she's whistling. And then there's the fucking freeze frame, you know, but it's just, well, well yeah. I, I just say it's probably the, the, the only companion to get a freeze frame. Oh really? I think when they leave, I think, I think so. Yeah. Right. I, I mean, okay. We had, um, we had Adric with this, with, with no, Oh yeah, um, the explosion. And, no, no music. And, yeah. yeah, yeah, no, just, just, just the credits. But I think that's the only time we've had a, a freeze frame on, on a companion leaving. So, which is, again, I think I don't think any other companion would have been really sort of deserving. I agree. Of that, to be I honest. mean, and I think he, I don't know. And then of course he immediately goes to Gallifrey and gets himself in all kinds of fucking trouble, which is, you know, <laughs> why the Doctor doesn't should never travel alone. We learn this in the Deadly Assassin. And then, so when it happens yeah. at midnight, you're like, this will not be good. You know, it's like, 
Donna's like, I'm going to stay here and have a spa day, you know, and the doctor's like, all right, I'm going exactly, off, yeah. you know. It, yeah, know. I couldn't imagine Sarah Jane having a spa day. So no, like, that's very, very Donna, do that. That, isn't it? Not, not, not no, at the exactly. time. She'd be like, let's go. No. But yeah, and then the doctor nearly gets himself thrown out the fucking airlock. And that was, <laughs> that was close. That would never happen with Sarah Jane. No, never. No. So I'm obviously, we, we, we've sort of discussed the um, sort of like the Sarah Jane yeah. adventures. Um, now, did you. Unfortunately, sort of Liz Sladen died before they finished making the, 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 the fifth series, and I it was hope, due to go on. Yeah. After that as well, did you did you watch those episodes at the all? The last season or whatever. Yeah, I did at the time, but I didn't go back to those. This most recent time, I rewatched some Sarah Jane stuff. Um, yeah, because I because I, I know a lot of people who haven't. They haven't. They cannot bring themselves uh-huh. to watch those that last batch of episodes. I, I get it, and I mean, like I remember yeah. when first of all, as she. You know, she kept her disease, her illness really quiet and no one knew until she yeah. died. And like, you know, I know I like cause a lot of actors and singers and whatnot and people die and you're like, oh, that's too bad, you know, but I don't cry or get upset, you know, like, like other than, no, go, oh, no. what a bummer or something, you know, and you feel like bummed out, like when Prince died or something, you know, but when she died, I was just like, in, I was in tears and I was just like... I think they did that, uh, and I remember going online and watching the, I don't know why did they make those kids do that, but they had um, the kid that played Luke and mm. the kid that played Clyde, like, reading the letters from the kids, Yeah, and they didn't know either. They didn't know, you know, until no, she died. No, nobody knew. I mean, no. and so they're, they're sort of doing this stoic thing of reading out these, you know, letters from children about her. And you can tell that they've got that sort of shock look on their face, like that, you know. Yeah. And I'm just, like, weeping in front of the computer. And I'm going, why did they make these kids do this? This is, like, torture, you know, and stuff. And they're still yeah, processing. Yeah, yeah. And then they um, they did that little special, My Sarah Jane or something like that, that they ran after one of the Christmas specials or something like that. I think so, yeah. So Jen yeah. and I were over at this friend of hers place and we watched um, the special and then we watched that afterwards. <laughs> I remember mm. me and Jen just sitting on the couch and like the thing starts and we just sat there like clutching each other going, ah, ha, 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 like the whole time. And her friend's like, are you guys okay? We're like, oh, Sarah Jane, no, no. <laughs> I mean, it was bad. And like, even oh. now, like last night when I was like writing notes, I'm like, oh my God, I hope I don't start crying in the middle of the podcast. Cause I still just can't believe it. It's so upsetting. I know. Well, the thing was, I mean, I mean, obviously I sort of woke up that morning to the news and I'm like, what the I, How? you know I, I couldn't yeah. i couldn't pro- process it at all um but it was the thing was it, she i think she was so beloved by the nation yeah. and particularly with sarah jane the ventures was a, a, a massive yeah. success it, it really was and and i so said this new generation of, of kids have taken the, the characters to their hearts and taken her mm-hmm. to their hearts and and it was it was a, I, I was really surprised actually it was a, it was a big outpouring of um of grief Really, and the amount of letters and emails that the BBC got um, about how and how the characters had sort of sort of shaped their lives, and how much they loved the show and loved her, and it, it was really, really, it was great to see. Mm-hmm. It really was in that in that saddest of times. It was really great to see how much she was really loved by everybody. I think you're right. I think that was comforting, and I think with the last season, sometimes when I was watching it, you you know, you just, your brain just starts thinking, how sick was she when she was doing these things? You can't tell. You know what I mean? No, like, whatever's no, going on with her, because right. you're thinking, you know, it was cancer, you know, so she had, was probably going through treatments, and I mean, you're just, it's just amazing. Like, how could she even stand up, let alone, like, do the things that she did? Exactly. And she yeah. must have had such a strong will, you know. I wish I had ever gotten to meet her. I mean, she came to Galley a few times, I guess, earlier before I started going. Mm. But I mean, that's one of you know one of my big regrets or something is that I never got to like meet her or see her in person, even meet her. No, never mind. Yeah. Meet her. I mean, like this past uh, couple of years of Galley, I've met 
Katie Manning once briefly after a panel, I had made a little pin of Sarah Jane with canine and I was giving them out instead of ribbons. And I just happened to see her and yeah. I gave Katie Manning one and she was really touched when she looked at the picture. And, um, then I did the cocktail party this past galley and she was one of the guests and yeah. she literally hugged every single person in the cocktail party, <laughs> like a hundred fucking people. And she just comes up to our table and she's like, let's just get this out of the way now. And she just starts hugging and you're like, okay, let's do this, you know? And in that Sarah Jane episode too, she hugs everybody. Like, you she know, does, she's yeah. Like, yeah. Because she kind of dashes up to Sarah Jane and starts hugging her, and Sarah's a little bit like, "Whoa, okay." And then she's into it, you know. And you're, and I'm watching it, and I'm <laughs> going, "This must just be." So Joe Grant is Katie Manning, basically, like, basically, you know. yeah. And because she's going, Cer- certainly is now. Put it that way. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because she's going on about the environment yeah, and this yeah. and that. And when, when when Katie Manning was at Galley, she was like oh, seriously on about all that stuff. God love her. I mean, good for her. You know, she's like a crazy force of nature. And um, she, she said something uh, at one of the panels where she was saying something about somebody asked about what it was like to come back to the character or something. And um, she was saying about the Sarah Jane thing where I guess some she said, well, you know, someone asked Matt Smith what it was like working with me. And he said, she's as mad as a box of frogs. And then, and then she goes, and all I can say to him is, have you met you? <laughs> Brilliant. What come back? I love her so much, but I don't have the emotional connection to Joe Grant that I do to Sarah Jane. I really yeah. love Joe Grant. And I really came to love her when I watched all the old episodes. But um, Sarah is another thing. She's another thing. And... I love that she was so beloved and that she was always in our, she's a national figure there, not in America, but you Mm. know, to Whovians, I think she's a huge, huge figure. And I think that's why, you know, she's so missed and so loved and why, however many it's been long years now, how I still feel sad, you know, when I think about the fact that she's not here and how I also wish and hope that, they never say that Sarah Jane is dead. You know what I mean? Like, I like to think yeah. that Sarah Jane is still alive. Like, we're never yeah. going to do audios with her. But they could still write books, you know. Exactly, they could do. Exactly, books. exactly. The character lives on. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's what I want. You yeah. know, I don't, I don't, I mean, you know, okay, 100 years from now they can say she's dead. But, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, I don't want her to be gone and all, unless, like, they wrote an episode where the doctor had to deal with that. Yeah. You know? I mean, like, and they did that with the, um, with the brigadier. Didn't yes. They? And that was yeah, sad yeah. enough, you know, but Sarah Jane, so. I mean, can you imagine if the doctor found out that Sarah Jane was dead? I she think the would cry. Would in, actually. She would cry. <laughs> um, so if you, if you had to pick um, your all time favorite, Sarah Jane story. Oh. Well, it could be from Doctor, from Sarah Jane Adventures. Just to wrap things up, which one I, would it I be? I can't. I can't. I don't know. I mean, I, I. It's hard for me to do any kind of favorites thing, you know, because I'm not like that. But I mean, her first appearance, the Time Warrior, is a really great introduction to her. Um, I think. Let's see. Yeah, I don't know. That's a hard question, Phil. <laughs> Doesn't seem like it should be, but I, I, I also think the what the hell is the bubble shock thing called? I can't remember the first Sarah Jane Adventures where you kind of realize that she's become the Doctor is also really excellent. I mean, yeah, but it's hard for me to um to pick one. I think they're all wonderful. I think School Reunion might be a really big favorite. I think. You know, yeah. there's because it's so rich. I mean, first of all, there's her kind of reaction to you know she's doing what she does, and then she realizes she sees the TARDIS first, right? I think that's right. And then yeah. she realizes it, and then she realizes it's him, and then also the interactions, how Ro- you know what Rose learns from that, and how there's first this kind of you know Rose is like he's mine, you know, or whatever. And as, as a 19 year old girl might do. And, um, cause you were bagging on Rose in an episode too, in the Martha episode. And it's like, she's 19. What do you want? You know? 
but like you know but then but rose they always do that thing with the later episodes where a companion meets a companion and and the and well rose at first is like you know and then she has this stuff about we don't dissect rats anymore old lady and all this shit but by the end you know they're mates and whatnot and and i also think that gives a good it gives a good insight to the current companion of someday he's not going to be around anymore and you're going to have to deal with that and also to the audience you see something you see what life after the doctor could be like or the fact yeah. that a person will go on from this extraordinary experience you know to that will inform your life but not necessarily you know be there forever you know and i think it's it, mm. i think that's that's one of the wonderful things about school reunion and also the canine thing which you know is a little bit it's like oh yeah well she does meet him before, i forget like i forgot about canine company so she, cuz like in the original series she was never with canine like canine comes afterwards canine's with that's Leela. right yeah but anyway so i do think if i had to tell you one i guess i would just go with school reunion because it it encapsulates everything their history and also brings it around into the future of the of the show you know and yeah. i think like you know there's all the stuff with mickey you know the tin dog and all and it's just a wonderful sort of <laughs> you know um mashup of the old the past and the, and the present and sarah is so awesome in it you know and she's just as tough as ever you know and she's just so determined and and dogged and you know really kind of again like totally gobsmacked to see him you know but then she's just like well all right then let's get on with it i mean she doesn't you know it's like the sarah jane of old yeah isn't it? You yeah know, she's she yeah. just you know and he is just kind of he's also his reaction you know is so he's kind of amazed you know to see her again he's so happy to see her again yeah and you know she goes she says something like well i got old or whatever and he's like whatever you know it's like i'm really old i just look good you know or something and like i don't know (laughs) it's just kind of um it has this kind of wonderful feeling to it and i know she comes back again in um journey's end and all um yeah and she's serious in that one she's like i got a warp star and i know how to use it you know kind of thing and it's so funny because she's always, like, bagging on Torchwood, you know, for their, like, violence and shit like that. But then she's all like, oh, well, yeah, if I had to, I could destroy the universe. Just, just say, use this, you know? yeah. <laughs> but, like, and I love also how, like, these things just kind of land in her garden and be like, hi, you know, like, I heard about you. And, um, or something. And, but actually, that's actually, not to totally go off on track, but I think, you know, Russell Davies had all of his things that he was into and like the Torchwood thing was sort of that aspect of, you know, like earth defense, right? Like, and then, but Sarah Jane is sort of like the benign version of that. Like, cause she makes some comment in the first episode of of Sarah Jane Adventures about like, well, you know, there are other people doing this, but they've got guns and it's annoying or whatever, you know? And like, like, she's totally talking about Torchwood, (laughs) you know? And you're like, Nobody's supposed to know about Torchwood. How does she know? What you know? But then Torchwood itself is like by the second season of Torchwood or whatever. Like they're driving around in the fucking giant fucking black Range Rover that says Torchwood on the side. I'm like, I thought there was supposed to be a secret organization, you know? And people are like, well, even that 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 little old lady just says bloody Torchwood. You know? Yeah. What the fuck? You know? But that that's sort of like an open secret, you know. But I think she, so she embodies the, um, you know, the sort of, you only, you know, violence is not, it's the last resort. It's not the first resort. Mm. And it's like, even, you know, with, in school reunion, like, you know, she's trying to use her mind, she's using her brain and she's figuring stuff out and she's running. Yeah. And, you know, it's just, I think maybe that would, if I had to say that would just be my favorite only because of the totality of her arc or whatever. And I think, you know, that was, I was like, oh my God, they're bringing her back. Oh, yay. You know, and that was just so (laughs) fucking brilliant. And, you know, I think Russell Davies just did so many wonderful things. I mean, I know he didn't write that episode, but obviously it happened because he wanted it to. And, you know, I think like those were, really good days of new who also i mean i you know me i have my muffet issues and like 
I mean, I love the new Doctor too. I think Jodie's great, and I mostly love yeah. the new series. I mean, I think there's room for improvement, but it's a relief to kind of be back in this part where you feel like you're not having to sit there all the time going, "What am I missing? What am I missing?" You know, like like th th there's not someone behind the scenes going. Oh, well, you couldn't figure that out, you know, because of the one line that some minor character said once, like, six episodes ago? Aren't you stupid, you know? And it's like, you were just... Yeah, I, 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 do, know, I do know what you mean there. I mean, I, I must admit, I, I was, uh, on the opposite, I was a big Moffat fan. I didn't mind having to um, sort of think about it a bit more. But I can understand why that would put people off. Because Doc 2, for a lot of people, you, just, you just switch it on, switch your brain off, enjoy it for half an hour or an hour, but it's on for, and then... Well, I don't... And that's I don't it, really, think it's necessarily it? that you want to switch your brain off. I just think that it's like, you know, you're being so clever because you're amusing yourself, you know? I mean, and it, and it's mm. like also with, I think, RTD's worlds, and I think this extends into Sarah Jane as well, you know, everything was in the world, and there were always people around, and they were sort of doing stuff in a crowd or whatever. Oftentimes the crowd would be involved, you know, some way or another, some yeah. alien is controlling someone's loved ones or this kind of stuff. And with the Muppet era, you know, you it's basically the, the Doctor's world shrinks to just him and his companions, and that's it. And sometimes that's all, you know, they'll, and, you know, with, I think, even with the older series, when there's budget constraints and there's not maybe room to have a whole crowd, you know, there's like a bunch mm -hmm. of people, like, you know, um, on the Terror of the Zygons one or something, you know, it's there's not tons of people around, but there's a, you know, a few unit troops here and there, and there's the pub people and the townspeople and stuff so you always have a feeling of everything's in in something that's real except there's this fantastic thing yeah. overlaid and i think you know that to me is preferable to and i think that with uh 13 we're getting a little bit back to that in some ways i don't think the doctor's world should be small the doctor's world needs to be big because and i mean like humans in it or whatever because the doctor can go up his own ass or hers you know too much and that's when stuff hmm. goes sideways you know it's like that's why the doctor needs yeah. companions and i think sarah jane was one of you know like she's the classic one of the ones that i mean they never none of them ever listened to him you know like they're he's like stay right here like oh yeah right i'm not doing that you know but it's like come <laughs> on he wanted people like that you know because like if he didn't have people like that then he'd be dead because half the time if people didn't listen to him they went and saved his ass you know and it's like yeah, i right. thought i told you yeah. to wait in the tardis dude really <laughs> like you know. anyway so anyway so so that that's your that's me so that, i think that's that school reading that's that's a good I think choice I, i'll do for that's a okay, good choice okay good because like that that ask me again tomorrow and i'll have another answer but i i do <laughs> i think it's i want i love it i watched it's probably one of the new series ones i've episodes i've watched the most and like mm -hmm. like i said it just kind of perfectly brings all those things together it's emotional but it's also fun so it kind of gets back to, you know, that last time she sees four, which is has these underlying bits of emotion to it. And especially when he, she realizes she really has to go and she's like, oh, but I was just kidding, you know, and she doesn't want to go. But then when he's like, you got to go, she's like, OK. And, you know, in this, it's sort of the same. There's that emotional bit at the end and he's like, bye. And she's like, OK, bye. And then he leaves her canine and you're like, yay, canine. So, <laughs> That's the thing. I, I do like the fact that the doctor's still thinking about all those sort of to her all those years later. Yeah. You know, he he, he it's just a shame in that um, that particular story. He didn't actually stop to say hello before he dropped off canine. Yeah. But, hey, it is what it is. Well, it he's, is he's a busy man. He's got stuff to do, and also he does, exactly. he's not thinking like his his way of looking at things is different. I mean, and that's, I think what I like about the beginning of the Sarah Jane adventures where she's so fucking preoccupied with, you know, the bubble shock thing that these people are trying mm. to be like, Oh, hi, we just moved in. And she's like, yeah, whatever. And you know, she just kind of rushes off and that's often yeah. happens with the doctor, you know, where it's like, like, especially in those unit years, you know, where the brig will be like, Oh, doctor, this is so-and-so blah, blah, blah. And he's like, whatever. He just like keeps running off doing whatever he's doing. Cause he can't give <laughs> you arsed, you know, he's like, I'm, I'm doing something really important right now. And so I think like Sarah gets that kind of picks that up from him, like concentration. Yeah. You know, she's so concentrated at times. So anyway, like, I love that, that, that 
their personalities merge in some ways. She learns things from him. But we see, I think, with Ten that he has also been affected by her. And, you know, yes, and I think that's definitely. you know that's kind of kind of beautiful. It's kind of beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's a really good uh, good point to uh, to end on yeah. it. So yeah, it was a beautiful yeah. moment, and say so, say so he did call it that. My, my Sarah Jane. My so Sarah I think we, Jane. We can all, my Sarah Jane. So I think we can all we can all say that. She's um, our I Sarah. She, Jane. She's every. She's our Sarah Jane. Exactly. Yeah. So Natalie, thank you oh, so thank much you. for for taking part today. Oh, no um, so it's been. It, Absolute pleasure having you on. So uh, once again, thanks very much. Hope to have you back on again soon. I hope to be back on again soon because I got to do some kind of podcast. listening to the Who's He podcast. Please visit our website at who's-he-podcast.co.uk. You can also follow us on Twitter at who's underscore he underscore podcast. And please also join the Who's He podcast Facebook group. The Who's He podcast is a member of the Doctor Who podcast alliance. Who's he?